A locavore is a person who chooses to consume food that is grown, raised or produced locally. This is the Locavore Podcast, brought to you by White's IGA. Welcome to my Locavore Podcast. I'm Ros White and this is the podcast where we dig deep into the stories behind the hundreds of of locally sourced, artisan, bespoke and innovative products available to you in one location at White's IGA on the Sunshine Coast. Our Locavore program was officially launched in 2013 to showcase and highlight to our customers where their food and goodies come from to help connect them to the families who create it. Nestled in a quiet hinterland township, right in the heart of the beautiful Sunshine Coast, is a little golden nugget, or should I say a little golden bean. It's a multi-award winning, small batch specialty coffee roaster with a passion for experimenting to create new and exciting blends to add to their already glorious range. An inquiring mind, coupled with being collaborative and innovative, curiosity has paid off bringing a whole new perspective to the coffee industry. Owner, Joe Bennett, and her right-hand man, Jonathan, is my right-hand man too, often, <laughs> uh, my Locavore guests this morning, and I'm delighted that you're here. Welcome to you both, Joe and Jonathan. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, Rose. We're happy yes. to be here. It's great. It's exciting. So good, because your story is fabulous. We love our Pioneer Coffee. It's We serve Pioneer coffee in all of our stores that have barista service. So it's a Pioneer Coffee machine, Pioneer Coffee beans, beautiful barista made fresh coffee, roasted at Yandina. It's a wonderful, and we have quite a following. So I'm delighted that we can tell your story today and learn a little bit more about what you do and how you create this beautiful, magnificent, these magnificent flavours. <laughs> they really are a standout. They're exceptional. And I'm very partial to one or two of your coffees, <laughs> even though Jonathan doesn't let me near the machine. <laughs> I don't know why. My staff don't either. Why is that? Okay. But let's understand a little bit more about it. Joe. how did you, how did Pioneer Coffee come about? Okay. So Pioneer Coffee was one of the first coffee roasteries on the Sunshine Coast and I didn't have anything to do with coffee or hospitality or anything like that. I was a customer of Pioneer Coffee and I just loved it. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was the best coffee I'd ever had. The roasting process was so fascinating. It was just really exciting and so then when it became available for sale I was like that's me and love it so much you bought it loved it so much I bought it go girl dived in and it's been a big adventure ever since so you're located in Yandina opposite the ginger factory yeah next door to Nutworks Nutworks, yeah and your roastery is you can walk in and actually see the big yeah roastery thing happening yep it all happens right there yeah in front of your eyes the smells and the the heat yeah (laughs) gets a bit warm in there sometimes when was it established and originally like i think it was about 2005 yeah and so the family that established it is that who you bought it from or yeah the people who established it it was a trio of fellows. One of them was at Meet the Makers yeah. last month, Jason. And yeah, they just were, they established it together. There was a, a roaster 
there was an accountant and then there was a business person. Sounds like a joke. <laughs> Sounds like a Walked bit of a... Walked into a bar. <laughs> and a horse. <laughs> yeah. They all collaborated to start this coffee roastery and, yeah, like it was just such an amazing product that it just was so exciting. And I can attest to that because it really is a magnificent product. There's something super special about the flavour. The beans, the raw material, the raw beans, you source from... All over the all, world. Yeah, all yeah. over the world. So where do you... Where I know some coffee beans come from Guam or Indonesia and there's all sorts of places. Where Do you have a one or two specific kind of areas or do you well, stick with the same one or do you scan and scope and buy the freshest? How do you go coffee bean shopping? Yeah, one of our more prominent blends is the Brazil and you'll find the Brazil in a lot of our mixed blends mm. which is gives you those chocolate notes those nice uh, that nice palette and then we'll source out uh, the other blends like our Costa Rica our Colombian uh, our blends that we'll mix through to create these flavor profiles that create our nice blends like the Heritage the Rainforest Mocha Java and Sunday there are main four blends and there are mixed blends and creating your blend as well for whites. Yeah, the whites blend, yes. our award-winning whites blend. We have yes. our own blend, our signature blend, which is yeah. absolutely so yeah. exciting. Which won a bronze medal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very exciting. And we've recently extended that blend to incorporate now a chocolate-coated coffee, coffee bean, bean mm. yeah. which is a collaboration between whites, IGA, Pioneer Coffee and Nutworks. And isn't Nutworks. That? Yeah, and yes. they are Amazing. delicious. Yes, yes, I love those. Yeah. It's sugar yes. and caffeine. Yeah. What's not to love? Absolutely. And a little yeah. bit of love from White Side Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll come back to your collaboration because you've done lots of little projects like mm-hmm. that. But I just want to understand a little bit more about how you create the because it's the roasting you do locally at Yandina, isn't it? So yes. you source the raw product, yeah, which is quite normal for most coffee producers. Correct. Because we don't really grow coffee beans in Australia, do we? There's some small pockets where it's grown. It's up north, yep, and some north down Queensland. in the Blue Mountains. Yeah, okay, yep. yeah, but they're very small yes. crops, so yeah. it's not something you can use. On the regular. Yeah. Mm. As Jonathan was saying, a lot of beans come from Brazil. It's a very big growing area. And all of South America, Africa, got your Asia come mm. from all over. Because so. coffee originated in Ethiopia, didn't it? Yes. Many it did. gazillion yes. years ago. Yes. What the records say. Yes. Yes. Ethiopia was. There's a story about uh, <laughs> yes. the origins the of coffee. Of, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's got something story. to do with the. An animal, it doesn't it? It's yes. goats, yeah. Yes. The story goes that they noticed the goats getting excited when they ate this particular berry Fruit, off yes. a plant because coffee comes, it's like a little cherry yeah. and the coffee bean is the seed of the the cherry and so they noticed the goats. Happy goats. Happy goats. Energetic excited goats. goats. Yeah, yeah. And goats don't need to get excited. They're, all, they're <laughs> just naturally excited, aren't they? Yes. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's how they discovered coffee. And I mean, we want some of that. We'll have what they're yeah. having. Yeah. So you bring the beans in and then you roast them. So the roasting yeah. is what takes place and the blending and the creation of the beautiful flavours. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's what takes place at Yandina. Yes. yes. Yeah. And the packaging and the everything else, amazingness. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Where do you get your inspiration from for the blends? And who who's the master? Who's the master <laughs> blend maker? Well, it's a team. It's, a, it's team. a team. Yes. You're familiar with Dan, who's on our yes. roast team. And we have Brooke on our roast team. And we all get to taste whatever's 
being experimented being with. Being experimented Yes, yeah. Sorry, boom, boom. It's driven by what's available. Yeah. So obviously we try and consistently source stuff for our blends that mm. produces a regular result. There's always different processing methods for beans and mm. ways to roast them and darknesses of roast and the industry has trends as well. So mm. it's about what you can source and what, what, what you can what do. What do you see as the current trend? What's popular with, with blends or the flavour profiles or what's happening co- with coffee in the modern coffee world? Yeah. Yes. In a coffee, I guess people are after a medium to dark roast, something with a lot of characters and good flavour profiles. And that has a bit of a sweet but spice and fruity note to it these days. Back in the day, you'd more go for a darker roast that gives you like a nuttier taste to your coffee. And now we're seeing more people that are looking for a not so dark, but a medium to dark roast. So we're getting a lot of people coming into the roasteries and asking questions about the flavors of our coffee. I was saying that we're doing a lot of mixed blends, but we do single origins at work as well, which Mm. is quite fun. I guess that's the fun part of working for a small batch roastery. When we source out our green beans, we'll uh, take pleasure in trying a few different single origins and seeing what we could do with these single origins and uh, which ones we want to play around with and creating our seasonal blend. We always have a seasonal blend that we like playing around with. It's usually two to three of our new singles that we'll bring in. And uh, that's when we work as a team. And we do a lot of cupping, sourcing out the taste, the flavor profiles. What is cupping? What do you mean by cupping? Tasting. Tasting, yeah. It's a fancy way of saying yeah. tasting. Yeah. Okay. It, it has a like a method to it. So you get consistency of temperature and ratios so that you're all tasting the yeah. same thing. Right. We do a lot of tasting. It's a coarse grind that we water and we pour over. And it's a bit like a percolator style pour over, but without the paper filter. So we're letting all those oils bloom. And then we will break the bloom and scoop out the coffee. And then we'll sip. Or in the coffee industry, we say slurp. 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 And we'll slurping mean trying to get the coffee to hit our palate to taste those nice, rich flavor, those oils, to know if we're getting more of a which acidity we're getting through our taste buds. And it will be different for everyone in the team. Mm. Somebody might say, oh, I'm getting a little bit more citrus, uh, citrus, Mm. some burnt pear, or uh, yeah, you'll get a few. And we'll all write our notes and then we'll compare. And that's when we're going to get our flavor profile. Oh, okay. We love this Ethiopian that came from Yargeshev, and we'll have all our flavor profiles. So we'll do a little write-up, we'll roast it, we'll bag it, and then we all know what we need to talk about when a customer comes in. So we'll be like, oh, we've got this beautiful single origin. How do you drink coffee at home? That's one of the questions that we ask everyone when they come in. What's your coffee solution? How do you drink your coffee at home? How do most people drink it at home? Because there's... Uh, a thousand variations I know by order in our store. People, mm-hmm. goodness, anything from a piccolo to a latte mm-hmm. to a decaf chai mm. uh, with oat milk or coconut milk. Oh, my goodness, it's endless. Yes. The variations and the personal flavour taste to people's taste is absolutely endless. Coffee is a thing. Mm. Yes. But in general terms at home, what, how are people consuming coffee at home? Yeah, it's very vast. Most people won't use an espresso machine, but... Plunger is still very popular, pour-over, stove What do you mean by pour-over? So that's your pour-over. 
it's like a percolator style. So you use a paper filter or a metal mesh filter and then you grind your coffee medium to coarse and you just pour your hot water over it and okay. it percolates like into your cup. Straight into machine. the cup. Or your pot. Straight into the cup. So it sits oh. on your cup. Yeah. A cup oh. or a pot and you can share and taste. Mm. Yeah, so espresso is very popular. So when customers come in and they ask us, which coffee do we have? We'll be straight to the source. How do you drink it at home? Yep. Mm. They'll say espresso. I said, do you like it strong? Do you like it medium? So one mm. shot, two shot, a little cup. Mm. Yes. Espresso. Make yes. your hair stand on end. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll know where to guide them. You like a strong coffee. I'll try our heritage and then they can read up about it, flavor profiles. Even the mocha java is a strong blend. So we can guide them towards the mocha java. Mm. And depending how they drink it at home, what they eat with it as well, you mm. can talk about ways of blending it with your breakfast. Okay, or tell me more. If you're more of a, if you like more fruit for breakfast, mm. or if you have more toast, if you drink a dark coffee with toast, it might go better to your palate. Gotcha. Mm. If you drink more of a, if you eat, I'm sorry, if you eat more fruit, you want a coffee that's maybe a medium roast with more fruit notes to it. Mm. And it will blend a little bit better in your morning routine. Yeah. yeah. For people listening to the podcast and people that love coffee and consume coffee, what's the best way to look after the beans? Do you buy your bag of beans at the store and... They're all, it's sealed, so they're fresh to keep the freshness in. But you open that bag when you get home to yeah. consume. Yeah. What's the best way to look after the product to keep, to optimise its freshness? I've seen a gazillion things over the, put it in yeah. the freezer, put yeah. it in the fridge. Absolutely it, not in yeah. the freezer. <laughs> and how long does it last? Because yeah. these are to make sure you maximise the beautiful flavour profiles that you've created. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people think that you have to leave it in the fridge yeah. to keep it fresh. No. But the pantry is probably the best place to keep it. Yeah. And it's got a time frame to it. We, I often ask people, how long does it take you to go through a bag? If they t tell me a week, then I'll say, that's fine in the cupboard. If they say two months, then I'll say, maybe you should buy a smaller bag and come back more often to get yeah. the fresher bean. It's not going to be bad after a month, but it's going to be, you won't get that crema when you're extracting it through espresso. It slowly loses the flavor profile but very slowly. Mm. It's still going to be a wonderful coffee after a month, mm. after two months. But if you want that peak, when you roast a bean, it's going to hit its peak after that fifth, sixth day of roast. And it's going to be amazing mm. uh, for that week, that second week, that third week. It's going to be the best coffee. It's going to have beautiful volume to it. But after that, it slowly graduates yeah. to... Like olive oil. Yeah. Olive oil is similar, isn't it? In very similar in a lot of ways. The there's so much in olive oil tasting in the production of creating amazing olive oil. And the fresher the better. Same sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And so if you're buying beans, would you recommend people grinding their own at home yes. or yeah. buy the ground? What was it a personal preference? Is there a difference in the way or at the end result? Definitely yeah. encourage people of grinding at home. If they have a grinder or a handy grinder, mm. that's definitely going to give you a fresher coffee. Mm. Once it's grounded, it does lose its flavour profile yes. pretty quick. Yeah. All right. Good it tip. deteriorates, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, mm. like anything. Yeah. yeah. And it's fine to keep them in the bags if the bag has a valve yeah. too because the coffee produces gas and the valve just 
lets mm-hmm. it out. The, yeah. Your bags have valves. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's right. Yeah. Yes. Fascinating. Ooh. Love it. Science. Let's talk about some of the collaborations that you've done because you're yeah. so boutique and artisan. You're you've got that agility, haven't you, where you can collaborate just as we've done with the beans and our own blend, which I'm so proud of. But you've also done other collaborations with other local our locavore suppliers here on yes. the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. Producers such as Cocoa Pod. That you was were, a fun one. Yeah. yeah. Cocoa Pod chocolate yeah. with Bridget and we've had yeah. Bridget on as a guest. Yeah. And also Nutworks, which is next door, which yeah. they've also been our locavore guests. Yeah. What are some of the fun and exciting things, little yeah. collabs that you've done. Yeah. Look, Cocoa Pod, that was a fun experience. We were actually looking for a team building activity for our Christmas party and Bridget had chocolate making workshops over at the Ginger Factory. So we were like, let's go there. And we went and did a chocolate making workshop and it was so much fun. And Bridget's so lovely as well. And then a little while later, (laughs) we were talking about this in the car on the way over. I come in to work and I go, I've had an idea. And the guys go, Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Joe, oh, no. Joe has ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Had an idea. And it was inspired by, there was a lot of news media about the deconstructed coffees down in Melbourne. They were serving the espresso shot and the froth milk and some water and the sugar, and you had to make your own coffee. And so it was like, what if we deconstructed a chocolate-coated coffee bean? And that's how that chocolate bar with the ground coffee on it originated. Fantastic. And that was so much fun to develop and... We were serving that instead of the chocolate beans with our coffees, little shards of that. And yes. Yeah, that was super fun. Oh, It's mm. so lovely when somebody comes in organically and has an idea and they have their own business and we can share these ideas together. And it just brings a uniqueness to a new product. Yeah. It does. So exciting. It's, yeah. it's so much fun to be able to say, wow, that's a great idea. Yeah. How can we make that work? Yeah, it's than- fun because we get it quite often. Yeah, yeah. It's word to mouth. That's where you're carving your own little niches and mm. you're standing apart from everybody else is that you've got this ability and the passion and drive and the energy to mm. actually create really unique standalone products. And sometimes they might come and go, sometimes they might stand stand for all time yeah. and become so just like a core product. I know our coffee beans yeah. and our blend that we've done with you is mm. you know really becoming a bit of a core line. Yeah. Yes. It's popular and people love it. So good. Jonathan, I'm going to ask you a little question, just test to see how much you know about coffee making. No, I know <laughs> you know so much. Jonathan is just okay. an absolute gun. Joe. Yes. Comes in and trains all our staff, does all our barista training. Couldn't do it without him. I know. He's amazing. <laughs> we have our big Locavore showcases in store. Yeah. Our Locavore market days. Jonathan's always there with coffee. Beautiful smile on his face. He's just yeah. delightful. <laughs> now I forgot what I was going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Test. How many coffee beans in one cup of coffee? One cup of coffee. Okay. There's a cup. There's an espresso cup. And there's a mug as well. So... I'd say if we're calculating a shot of coffee, which is usually 22 grams, I'd say there's about 150 beans. 150 beans! It sounds like a lot, but it's a handful. Mm. And so that will give you a full double shot, which gives you a large coffee. So if you split that in half for an espresso, a single espresso, that would be half that, 75 beans. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Give or take. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we won't hold it. I'm not going to sit there and count them. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about, because 
what you also provide to us and probably maybe even in your own because you have a standalone cafe or mm. shop front yeah, yeah. where people can come and obviously see the production of the coffee but also enjoy your beautiful coffee. Yes. And we have the coffee cups which are, we promote people using keep cups and that sort of thing now yeah. that we're allowed to again. But also we have the little coffee cups in store but there's something really super special about them isn't there Mm -hmm. what's tell me a little tell me about why your pioneer provided coffee cups are so special our takeaway cups takeaway cups sorry there are bio cup art series which brings us to the talk about our sustainability and bring your own. So we're very strong on sustainability and having a cup that's degradable. So in saying that, it's a beautiful cup. It's got art from local artists and it's distributed on the Sunshine Coast. And we serve our takeaway coffees in shop with this beautiful cup and distribute to our customers as well yeah. as yourself and just it, let's just focus on that a little bit more what you just said then Jonathan these beautiful biodegradable cups takeaway cups and they are beautiful they're unique but what I want to emphasize what we just heard then they are art cups because they have artwork from local Sunshine Coast artists mm-hmm. on our I love that. Mm. Yes. I am so proud of that. The most beautiful. So every time you come in and grab a coffee, and that may be Whiteside Jam, maybe any other outlet where you provide, because you have other outlets that you wholesale to, or your own shop front, people can enjoy the a true Sunshine Coast experience. So they have a locally roasted, beautiful coffee that is served in a beautiful cup with local art. How Beautiful, but a beautiful Sunshine Coast experience. Yeah. And a lot of people wouldn't even realise that. They, they see mm. the pattern on the cup yeah, and not probably realising that's a local artist that's created that. And that's a beautiful connection and really adds to the experience. And I absolutely love that. Everybody gets very excited when a new sleeve comes out with new art. Yeah. Everybody's, wow, that's the nicest cup. And I was like, oh, we should collect them. Yeah. They're so beautiful. And uh, yeah, we do support art through our we, work as well. We do. Yeah. We just had a big mural done on the front of the roastery, which was yeah. done by a local Indigenous artist. And yeah. we love Amazing. it. We love it so much. We're getting T-shirts made. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll have bags. to bring you one. Yeah. Please, I yeah. would wear that with joy. Yeah, it's and, amazing. And oh. our bags, we just redid our bags with some yeah. art from a oh, girl. The, the art on our work. bags, yeah. So Cassie Munson is yeah. the artist and she used to work at Pioneer back in the old days. Yeah. And yeah, she did all those artworks for mm. us and she takes commissions. Yeah. Cassie Munson. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just so nice to have that authentic connection yeah. to the art and be able to present that to people as part yeah. of who we are. What a unique way to showcase it on yeah. a coffee and art. Yeah. yeah. Love. Yeah. What's not to love? Joe. let's dig a little bit deeper into your personal story. <laughs> so here you are on the beautiful Sunshine Coast. Yeah. And the proud owner of this amazing business, yeah. local business, doing amazing things. But... Where did you grow up? How did you get here? (laughs) I'm still not sure. (laughs) I grew up just down the road in Beachmere, which I don't know if you're familiar. It's a little tiny town. 40 minutes from the heart of the Sunshine Coast. Yes, a little tiny town. Yeah. 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 
and I tried on a whole bunch of careers as I grew up and a bit of IT, a bit of theatre <laughs> and I settled down in Nambour with my partner from a little tiny place with a little tiny family to Aww. a big, big family. Some, yeah. yeah, yeah, it just broadens your family. So how yeah. many children do you have? Just two. Two. And then two, they're two, two biological up, and about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know the feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your family. Yeah. 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 So two ones nearly grown up yeah. and one's 13. Yeah. He thinks it's really cool. We're on a podcast today. Oh, of course. <laughs> Mum's a superstar. Of course she is. <laughs> yeah. Just a small actual family, but a big yeah, a big family With your arms that we grew. Open wide. Yeah, that's yeah. so beautiful. How many yeah. people are on the team? At- it fluctuates, but yeah. I'd say between thirty-five and forty. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. significant. Yeah, and it's so great to be able to provide opportunities for them. We have a sort of different philosophy about work and how work is structured, and it's very flat management style and a lot of personal responsibility, but a lot of personal reward. So mm. it's really great to be able to provide that space mm. for people. Amazing. It's just beautiful. And what are your future plans for Pioneer? Have you got some exciting plans that you want to share with us? <laughs> Don't just- have to. No, just keep on finding the joy, Mm. keep on learning, keep on just exploring with the team and, yeah, just keep on going. Where can people find out more about Pioneer Coffee if they're interested to learn more about what you do? Yeah, we have our website. It's pioneercoffee.com.au. Instagram is the social that we are on the most. We try and put videos of what's happening in the roastery there. And uh, yeah, they can come in and see us. Yeah. Yeah. How beautiful. Jonathan, tell me a little bit about your background because you're an Australian and you're here doing amazing things, but you originated from another part of the world. Yes. I'm from Quebec, Canada, the French side of Canada. I grew up in an Italian neighbourhood where it was a French-Italian neighbourhood and it was a pretty close community. And I think growing up in an Italian neighbourhood, I remember seasonal celebrations because we got winter and everything stops at winter. So when it comes to fruit and vegetables, when something is in season, we celebrate it. Mm. Example, apples, corn. Corn season is so big. Yeah. So people will sell corn in every corner of the street. You corner. Can get, Sorry. You can, you can yeah. get, corn in every corner. Yeah. Of course. Know, right? <laughs> you can buy 10 cobs of corn for $2. So everybody has these gatherings, corn fests, eating competitions. Sounds um, corny. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's... A lot of corn. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Same maple. Humble little old corn. Yes, yeah. corn. Maple season is the same. Yeah. Canada, maple. They get excited about yes. so small when, things, don't they? But, I, no, but it's wonderful. Actually, mm. we should all celebrate seasonal yeah. produce. Yeah. Yes. That's what being a locavore is, actually. Yeah. It's, eat with the season and you'll always eat fresher yeah. and better quality. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. So you've always celebrated food and good things. Yeah. And so how has that sort of influenced what you do now? It must have, because French-Italian yes. influence, they love their coffee. Yes. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so there must be some sort of connection that yeah. you feel at home almost in what yes. you're doing. My dad was a big coffee drinker. So we'd go out, he'd buy his coffee, 
take me for walks. I would drink a little bit of my dad's coffee yeah. when I was very young. I yeah. definitely dipped my cookies in his coffee. Yeah. So <laughs> I love doing that. Were you corn cob? <laughs> yeah. If it was corn season. With maple syrup. <laughs> and so growing up in that environment, I was really into good product. And then years later, coming to Australia in 2004. What brought you here? My wife. Uh, uh, I met her in 2002. Yeah. She came to live with me in Canada and we got married and we decided to come back and live in Australia, Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So that was my pretty much my big introduction to coffee. So I worked for a big coffee company, Italian coffee company, yeah. importing and selling coffee. And we had a roaster as well. Mm-hmm. And that really got me into coffee, Mm. sourcing out good coffee. And I did that for so many years until I decided to come and live on the Sunshine Coast in 2016, which I met Pioneer Coffee Roastery. Mm. And I met the team and Small Batch Roastery sounded really good to me. And I jumped on board and ever since it's been a lot of fun sorting out our green beans and Joe's always had uh, great ideas and fun adventures to partake, and it's just been great journey. Great journey, yeah. Well, so part of that journey is that you've been won some awards, which is very exciting, and you had some yes. real highlights. Tell us about those, yeah. Joe. It's hard. It's because it's been such a long time. It's been eleven years. It's hard to go back through it. We won a gold medal at the Golden Bean Awards just after I took over, and it's funny because it was for decaf. Really? <laughs> Which there's a lot of decaf is sometimes seen not as legitimate as sure. as proper but coffee. Perfect. It's important but to people that. <laughs> What's important to me, like it's it's whatever the customer likes, it's however they like it because everyone's so different. So I was really proud of that Mm. and so that kind of set the the bar really high and we usually go in the Golden Bean Awards every year and there's always some bronzes and silvers. We haven't captured another gold yet but there's still time. Of course. Yeah. The competition is much bigger than what it was too, so the competition is very fierce. Yeah, I'm sure, because the coffee industry is mammoth and there are a lot of producers and I do still think that you've got something really unique in your offer Mm. and that's the important thing, isn't it, to be able to create something that's really niche. Yeah. And you do that so well. Before we wrap up, just give me a little bit of insight into maybe what makes you thrive and maybe what drives you. Have you got a personal mantra or a motto? guides you or inspires you, Joe. Oh, me first. There's not any one specific thing, but there's a probably a bunch of things that I say a lot to the team and to my kids, <laughs> and those are be authentic. Is it authentic? Then it might not be the right thing. Practice, you got to practice. And uh, there are no bad ideas. Love and that. Uh, I think from a business perspective, from a coffee perspective, when we were first learning the ropes, on how to roast and things, I was told if you always represent your product for what it is and connect with customers who like your product, you'll always be able to make them happy. Mm. And that's something that I'm always thinking about as a product-focused business. I'm thinking about what does the customer expect from us Mm. and how do we deliver that? So that's important too. But definitely be authentic, be kind, be generous. Yeah, nice. Mm. Be real. I love that. So important Mm. and people are really searching for that 
that reach for real and they appreciate that rawness and authenticity, don't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. that does shine through. And it's hard to do. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to put yourself mm-hmm. out there. Sure. So. Vulnerability is a superpower, though. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, what about you? Oh, for me, for a long time now, I think happiness is my motto. I think happiness reflects happiness through others. Mm. And I use that a lot with my workmates and even when I do demos mm. or when I'm out there talking to customers, mm. I feel like if I can show my myself as being happy and my enthusiasm mm. through coffee, I get a lot of that nice reflection back and it creates a nice vibe through the people that I like seeing and mm. meeting and working with. And yeah, I guess you're very calm too. Model. I don't think I've ever seen you flustered, not once over the last <laughs> my goodness, how long of how we must have been almost working with you since right at the beginning, two thousand sixteen or yeah. even back further. Yeah. When I started yeah. 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 Parisian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Parisian that's right. Yeah. That's when that's right. That's when yeah. we partnered with you was Parisian mm-hmm. Beach two thousand and sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. And you were there on opening day and yeah. that was actually our first Brewster machine we put into store. Yeah. yeah we trained. And yes, and you were there, you're all there, Dan, yeah. Joe, Jonathan. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, amazing how time flies, isn't it? So you've been a local partner for a for a long time, which yeah. is so exciting. Oh, it's been amazing. Yeah. It's been amazing working with your staff and training and showing people how to make a beautiful espresso and frothing the milk and seeing the after feeling of the staff being so happy to make a beautiful coffee. Mm-hmm. It's just so rewarding. Yeah. And you come back and you, you see how the improvement is every week. Yeah. And it's just makes oh. you happy. It yeah. makes you happy. It makes yeah. me happy too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for all your support and thank you for being magical local partners. It's been an awesome journey and I look forward to so many more exciting times and moments ahead. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and I, I just love following your journey. It's just just a great story. So thanks for coming in and chatting. Thank and, you for having us. Oh, it's oh, been wonderful. My pleasure. Thank you, Rose. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. A locavore is a person who chooses to consume food that is grown, raised or produced locally. This is the Locavore Podcast, brought to you by White's IGA.